Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Get to some of your comments here in a little bit. The portal is wild. Almost 30% of the top talents from the 21 class have found their way to the portal. Proctor, the stud tackle from Iowa to Bama, is now in the portal. We'll dive into a little bit of that. An official announcement from Nebraska as... Glenn Thomas is on board per Keith Mann. That email just went out. And not only is he quarterback's coach, but he is co-offensive coordinator. We bring in Mike Babcock, Mr. Husker Football at MD Babs on Twitter. Get signed up for Babbers and his bi-weekly newsletter, Mike B at HerdAdSports.com. Uh, send an email and get uh, great write-ups, a historical perspective, and then uh, also, another column on uh, whatever's on Babber's mic. Mike, what's on your mind, brother? What do you think of uh, this hire of Glenn Thomas? Um, it seems like I get up every day and wonder what's next going to happen. <laughs> what's uh, what's it, next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how are things going to change um, today? That You know, I think that's a, it's a good hire kind of for what you guys said. I think that you need to the opportunity to to have a guy to focus on the quarterback, although he's going to be co-offensive coordinator uh, as well, um, bringing in a great uh, talented quarterback, bringing in a guy that can coach that quarterback. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good combination. I think it speaks well for uh, what that situation will be. Um, hopefully, they can uh, at least reduce the number of interceptions. Uh, you know, that was a real problem for Nebraska last season. And, you know, I think it has to be straightened out. You look at the top three guys in the Heisman battling, uh, not guys that threw interceptions, uh, very effective in that sense. And I think that's what you have to have. And, and I know it's more than the quarterback, but, uh, um, you know, that's a good place to start. So Mike, whenever you, you, look at the interception numbers. It's more than just interceptions for this Husker football team. It's been the, the turnover margin year after year after year. Last year being, I believe, negative 17, the, the turnover margin for Nebraska. What do you see in that? Do you see a, a curse? Do you see sloppy offensive coaching? Do you see talent that isn't good enough? It's kind of a, a topic of conversation that we had at the end of the season, but it's been dating back years now, and I want to try and find the, the consistent thread. Is there one? I, you know, I don't know if there is a consistent one. I, I think that it's it's a little bit of everything except the curse. I don't think that Nebraska is, is cursed. I'd have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that's probably not the case. <laughs> you have to look it up. Um, yeah. Mike's going to look in his curse database. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to be sure. I'm sure there is one. Joe Boo's rum and a live chicken, days. Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With analytics these days, there's something for every. You know, you can curse. Go and find- Who did we piss off? <laughs> Mike's gonna go talk to his local witch doctor. 
but uh, we'll eliminate that possibility right now, I, I guess. Um, if it rears its ugly head again, I don't know where we're going to go to get that squared away. Um, but uh, no, I think I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's protection. I think it's maybe in, in some cases it's maybe trying too hard uh, to do things and and you know forcing things in there with a pass, for example. Um, it, you've got to be getting enough repetitions and handoffs and that that kind of thing, and you've got to have uh, enough emphasis in practice, certainly to you know put your hands appropriately on the ball when you're in situations. Um, where to hold the ball, how to hold it, uh, kind of a thing. So, I, you know, I think that the players are being taught that. Um, but, uh, again, maybe they're just trying too hard. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, the, the line not getting the job done, not keeping people out uh, from that position, putting pressure on the quarterback when it shouldn't, you know, when you need to do a better job protecting. It's, it, it's everybody's responsibility, I think, ultimately. And, uh, you know, the coaches take some responsibility, but I think it's ultimately on the players if they're paying attention to what they're being taught. Mike Babcock's with us at MD Babs on Twitter's where you find him. So let's dive into this co-OC part, Babbers, before we get to some basketball. And what – give me a, a thought on just the, the rhythm part of things. How do you get your offense in rhythm? You do it by – completing some easy throws if you're the quarterback you keep a running back in and let him get lathered up and get the feel of the game right and, and I understand there's there's rotation at running back that that's common but is a guy in long enough to be able to get in rhythm and can can Glenn Thomas help when it comes to game planning based on what he's seeing from practice huddling up with with Donnie for the run game side of things, huddling up with Sat for the pass game side of things. I, I presume that Glenn Thomas will be passing game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach, uh, you know, with that co-title. I mean, just figure out what the guys are, are good at, what your offense is good at, and then they can – doesn't matter if the defense knows it's coming or not, these guys can get in rhythm, and it's not always going to be a feast or famine. Let's hit Malachi for, for 50. Yeah, well, and that – Here's the old guy talking again. You know, that's the that's the way Osborne did things. You know, that the defense could know what was coming, but Nebraska ran things in such a way that uh, didn't matter if the defense knew or not. Nebraska could get the job done. That's where the coaching comes in. Don't ask your players to do something that they can't do. Understand what their abilities are and then make your play calling based on what they're capable of doing and rep that enough that you can go out there and you've done it enough times that you know what it is you're supposed to be doing and if you can execute don't ask your players to do things they're not capable of doing and that's where i think co-offensive coordinators probably helps in this sense that your one offensive coordinator co-offensive coordinator is working with the quarterback and he knows what the quarterback is capable of doing the other one is working in a more general sense, I would say. And and so you put those two pieces together and you're not asking the quarterback to do things that he can't do. And you're not asking the quarterback to do things that the rest of the team is not capable of helping him do. Um, I like the, I like the idea of a, of a 
of a running back that uh, gets a majority of the snaps, you know, keep that guy in there, get him going, get him the confidence and, and stick with him. You know, I don't like to see alternating guys there uh, necessarily. Um, but again, that I'm, it's not me that's making the calls there. And I like the fullback situation that, that, that they had the fullback there um, because that gives you an additional potential runner, but more so protection blocker, somebody that's willing to get the job done blocking. And I think same way with the receivers. I think you have to have receivers that are willing to block as well as go out and catch pass. Um, and if you have that, I think you've got a pretty good uh, base for your offense. It's Mike Babcock with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Mike, you mentioned the, the, the tailoring of an offense to the strengths of a player, or players, I should say, the, the 11 guys you have. And I want to get your thoughts. It's not unreasonable to think that over the next couple of years, the, the strength of Nebraska's offense with Dylan Ryla at the helm could be throwing the football. Does that worry you with as much of, of, of Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield, what they've said, tailoring your offense to the weather as well, and you know what, running the football works in cold, windy days in Nebraska. Does it concern you that the strength of Nebraska's offense here over the next couple of years could be in the arm of Dylan Riola? Um, you know, that's an interesting question, and, and it, you know, that is the point with Nebraska. Uh, and that was what, uh, again, I'm referring to Osborne, that's what he always said, you know. Um, you're going to have some cold weather, you're going to be playing games in, and you have to be able to run the football. But I think you can establish some kind of a running game that you have confidence in, um, and it's going to have to be a pass-oriented offense, I think, with the quarterback quarterback that you're bringing in and what his talents are. And if you can bring in the receivers that can help him get that job done and you've got some offensive linemen that can protect him, I think you're – you know, there are going to be games where it's going to be cold. That's this Big Ten. You know, this is what's going to happen. But I think that if you have some kind of a running game, protect the quarterback, uh, in that sense, I still think you can throw the ball in those situations. And, uh, again, if you are if you do it enough and you're confident enough in how you do it, um, you don't have to be constantly throwing it down the field 60 yards. Um, you can throw the short passes. You can do th- some things with a passing offense that, that doesn't require those those uh, long breaks. Babbers, we're going to go to hoops here. And confidence level tonight for Nebraska. They're underdogged at Rutgers. How do you see this ball game? Uh, you know, that the it's away game is the biggest concern for me. You know, this Nebraska team, you know, when they come back to play Northwestern, when they play Ohio State, those games are, you know, uh, in Lincoln – Pinnacle Bank Arena, I think that, you know, I, I have confidence that Nebraska can get the job done in those games. Um, on the road, let's see what happens. I mean, underdogs against a team that's at the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, one conference win. What a league. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is competitive, and Nebraska's kind of in the middle there. But, uh, you know, this is where we see where that grit is. And where, you know, as, as Elijah was talking earlier, um, where does the leadership come from? You know, uh, can it be a point guard that has the leadership? Or, you know, where do you get the necessary leadership to, to get the job done? You have to have that. Somebody that has a cool head, no matter what's going on, um, there's no panic there and gets the 
gets the team in the direction that it needs to go. Because I think that, you know, they have the, I think they have the pieces to be successful. Um, but, you know, road, road games in the Big Ten in general are, are, are difficult. So, um, as Purdue found out, come into Lincoln. About 30 seconds, Mike. Thoughts on Danny Nee coming back Saturday? Oh, thank you. It's, it's great. You know, I think in the modern era, he's the best coach Nebraska's had. And, and uh, you know, I think that's uh, – I think it's exciting for people that he that he's going to be back here. Uh, and that was a pretty good team there on 93-94. And it's great. It's not just Nee coming back. So many players are going to be back in town this weekend too, yep. for, for the festivities. That, that Big 8 tournament team. That was uh, that was a party, man. Party down in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, Missouri in that one. Uh huh. Well, payback. Undefeated in the regular season in the conference, Missouri was. Uh huh. Then they, <laughs> you asked some of those guys in in '94, they should have took their first L in Columbia against Nebraska. Uh, that that didn't that didn't go the the way Nebraska should have had it go. Uh, Little little help for sit down Norm that day. Babbers, we'll we'll check in with you soon. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, Mike Babcock. Hail Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.